0: Welcome, everyone. This is Sharon Smith, and this is I Am Big Poetry Podcast presents Real Poetry. (laughs) I'm your host, Sharon Smith, and I'm with my co-hosts, Marvin and Auntie Vise. Say hello, guys. (laughs) (laughs) And we got a special guest, a repeat guest who came on the show a while back. Oh, y'all, Say what's up to Renee! Hey everybody! Two o nine. yep,
1: stock and two o nine. How you doing? Good, doing well. How are you guys doing? <laughs> not
0: bad. Y'all not guys bad. look comfortable. Have to be.
1: <laughs> I know you that's have right. <laughs> I in my flip flops. Not gonna lie.
0: That, that's the way. It's
1: <laughs> but
0: today, um, basically, I brought Renee on um, because this will be someone special she can probably relate to. Because if you haven't heard the episode with Renee, you will know that Renee is also a rapper. Among being a local celebrity, she's also a rapper. And she yeah. did an anthem for Stockton. You may want to go check that out.
2: Boom. Thank you for
1: that. Ooh, welcome <laughs> welcome to my city. It's called Welcome to, welcome my, to city.
2: my City. Welcome to My City. Welcome to My City. Writing that down.
1: By Renee. <laughs>
2: Renee. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but today's. Um, reason why I say today's um, Related Vulture, because today we're going to be talking about a new Netflix movie that came out this year called 40-Year-Old Virgin. <laughs> that cop <caught> my Virgin. <laughs> Virgin. <laughs> and then this one is basically, it's about a playwright, a failing playwright who's been out of the game for almost uh, about 10 years, a decade, that is still struggling in New York City, but finds inspiration in reinventing herself as a rapper. Now, this movie this movie itself doesn't have anything about how much it was in the box of, but, our, but iconically, it did get two awards already. It got a Sundance... Oh, that's your phone. It got the Sundance Award and also... <laughs> We got a. It looks weird now. I <laughs> we got a, got a Sundance Award and also another award for Best Director, um, and it's also been two two nominations. So, be, being that, how'd y'all enjoy the movie itself?
2: Commentary. Go ahead. I. I fucking love this movie. Like, straight up, I love this movie. In the same way that I love Patterson, or I I felt for Patterson when we watched it, because I get what it's like to be someone who's working a typical nine to five and trying to find some kind of creative outlet. This touched me in the, I'm trying to find some relevancy in a creative aspect of my life. And I want so badly to have this work. And I loved it because, oh my god, I just get that t- on such a cathartic level. What device?
3: I was the one who lobbied for this film because I had seen it before we did it for the show, and I adore it. Um, I think Rada Blank, who wrote it and directed it, stars in it, is phenomenal. Like I've, it sent me down a hole of all of her other work and interviews, and I adored it on the way they portrayed the art scene and trying to make your your way in it i also love the fact that it's about a woman turning 40 and trying to stop surviving and start really embracing like she's tried she's worked as a playwright she teaches in school but there's something that happens for women in their 40s and they they go through a major change and i think they picked up on a lot of that um and you know i really enjoyed it and it it was the New York I remember was the other part of it After living there for a decade It was with the opening scene With the homeless dude opening up the newspaper To cop a squat and take a shit on the sidewalk I'm like it's the New York I remember You know It was fantastic <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah.
1: They do that Unfortunately they they do that in Stockton too
2: <laughs> <laughs> no but you're right on tv like this movie like new york was definitely a character and I'll, I'll touch on this in a bit like as we go on but like no new york was such a in itself was a character in this movie and it was so great
1: mm-hmm. harlem bronx um like the areas mm-hmm. that they were in and then kind of giving the whole like there were moments in there where they would really let the that energy out as to like what that meant to the people that really were from there and I, I thought it really tapped into like culture and pride and um, yeah. when you kind of get into the whole aspect of getting into more industry, you know, levels. And, and so it, it kind of went there as well. <laughs> and I was like, wow, you know, it it is hard for a lot of people not to, you know, want to fell out. And, you know, we'll talk about that down the road also. But um, the fact that, you know, going 40, and I am already um, 40 in my 40s. So like, when I hit when I hit that 39 going into I was like, whoa, like, I I didn't know what that was going to be like. But you know, in the sense, I was like, but I'm still me, you know what I mean? I'm still me. And I, Mm -hmm. you know, people say you can't do certain things. And so when you know that it really captured that whole aspect of she was like, you know, like she's just going to go harder because she has it in her and, you know, she's not going to mm-hmm. let anybody stop her. And then, you know, she's like learning things about herself. And she's like, wow, you know, those things opened up. And I, I thought yeah. that was pretty amazing. But, yeah, Rada did a great job. And I got as an MC, you know, and I haven't done it in a while. I got goosebumps. I guess goosebumps just thinking about it. And, you know, young Ma was in there and, um, young MA, you know, mm-hmm. so she was there and, uh, you know, oh yeah, that's right. Uh-huh. and then they also had like, it opened up with a spoken word and I was like, are they trying mm-hmm. to capture like just the fact that it's like, you know, about that. But then I was like, you know, it had, it had a piece to do with it, but you know, I was like, you know, that kind of going like so mainstream and I kind of saw this, like, Year, like a decade ago that all the, you know, the hip-hop, the um, like hip-hop, like the the theme of hip-hop graffiti and like its, it's elements and like what goes into culture, like you're going to see that as like through like everything in, in marketing and you see that these days. And so like that kind of just hit me as like, okay, now it's like, I kind of want to see more like watered down in a sense. Cause it's like so saturated with all of it. And I'm just like, okay, we get it. Like, yeah, we express, but I mean, it was a, <laughs> it was a great time to be like, you know, okay, it is all about expression. So I, I think it opened it well. And, and, and the fact that um, students were involved and where she was at in her life, that there were youth beyond her, be, below her, that she was Mentoring, They were inspired by her. And I get goosebumps talking about it because I get that, you know, when I get to talk to the youth and then they do find out and then you kind of think like, maybe I got to tuck that away because I'm getting older, but when they get excited about it, it really ignites excitement within ourselves, you know, to be like, you know, yeah, I do do this. Let's let's not stop doing that because it it does inspire. And she captured that all throughout among other things. So yeah, I'm ready to talk about the movie. Obviously. (laughs)
2: Yeah, the movie was just so great. It was so well done. Like, as a person of color, this hit me in so many ways. As a person who wants to find relative relevancy in a specific art form, it hits me in every way. Everything about this movie was so cathartic. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, so the, so the movie is uh, so the movie is, is done and directed by the the actual the uh, actual um, prot- uh, protagonist, the star, uh, Rada Blank. Uh, I did find information out that she. This is actually a semi-autobiography.
1: Mm, I can see that.
2: Yeah, her life. See Yeah, apparently right. her mom and dad, who she mentions in the movie, are real life people. Mm. Like her mom was an actual artist. Her dad was an actual mm. jazz drummer, which is fucking right. awesome. My add. Mm.
0: Right. So the so she did basically add elements of her life to make this thing what it is. Um, I also did find out information about. Um, she is forty-four right now, so she's not forty. <laughs> she's in her forties, but she's not. She was trying to say she was thirty-nine at that time before right, going in 40, the, in the right, role. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, yeah. Um, I also found out that the people, um, some of the people that actually done on this, um, on the soundtrack and stuff. I mean, you all, you heard, you know, beyond you hearing, uh, elect- electric relaxation from Chaka Quest and a couple other songs. Uh, they, she actually got touch with the, um, with Evil D and Mr. Walt of the of the um, back of the, the used to be Black Moon mm-hmm. and Black Moon used to have the uh, the producers Evil D and his um, his brother Mr. Walt and they used to do beats and some of the music that was done they were the ones that actually mm-hmm. did it so that's actually interesting and they're they're New Yorkers you know they're from the they're from Brooklyn uh, yes. best die so yeah.
1: Um, but let's get into those. It. Were some of the oh, name okay. of the characters too? The one of the producers, the producer was D, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. the, yep. and then the guy she was dealing with on in the film in the Broadway and theater was Walt. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yep.
1: Yeah.
0: Yes. <Yeah>. Or <laughs> women. Women. Right. Whitman. Yeah. Walt Whitman. Yeah. Whitman. Oh, Walt Whitman. Yeah, Whitman. <laughs> Whitman. So so let's let's get into it. So one thing that like like Auntie Vice says that she basically she um championed this one to let's go see. And I thought it was just because it was not on the list that I didn't <laughs> want to do it, but I... I was, just was like everyone else, I bend. So, I would say this movie, I, I like this movie also because of it's relatable. It's relatable with the fact that, actually, she even said, somebody asked her, why did you, you make this movie black and white? She said she made the movie black and white because she wanted... To, the so when you first start off seeing the um protagonist, you want to see them at the lowest, so making it black and white, you show like
1: no vibrancy, low, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. She, she's not there's no happiness, no, yeah. and and then as you keep going through, you start seeing more Colors. and more. Not only did the hip hop come out of being like hip hop always been c- came out of anger, mm-hmm. and it always came out of you know, just a release. This, this this visceral release, so yeah, like a see thing of but yeah, there you go. Something to something to throw out to somebody else. So that's why she did make it this movie black and white. So that's actually some pretty interesting reason why it did. and also gave it, you know, it gave New York that 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 nostalgia really feel did. I know people gave it. Oh
2: man. You can really tell she took like a lot of homage from like a lot of like New York directors too, with like the widescreen shot and everything like that, like mm-hmm. straight up. And and even the,
0: fa- even the funny parts of just the commentary she gets when she tells people she asks people or people give their um commentary on when she says, like, I'm turning 40 and then 40. You don't look 40. I thought you were like 36, Miss A. I, I didn't know. You 40. Wow, you 40. It's like you 40, you young buck. <laughs> you young girl. But you come 70 and you can't hold your bowels. I was like, good God. <laughs> <laughs> Right
1: though. So, yeah. <laughs> Hope not. But no, yeah that that was a nice interjection, and it was um a piece that kind of led well in the outro because they kept it in the rolling credits at first, and then it kind of went out. Yeah. And I, was, I thought that was a nice piece because you know it's that kind of movie where you just man, you really want to keep knowing what's going on a little bit more. And so you know it was a nice closeout because it was that one who was doing the commentary all throughout. So you're just kind yeah. of like, so what yeah. happened? <laughs>
0: So it's funny how you say young Ma was on there. Mm-hmm. Um also Sadat X from Van Nubians mm-hmm. was the guy mm-hmm. who was doing the on the on the subway telling the um, telling the incense and stuff. Yeah. Oil. Yeah. oil, oil. And, yeah. and and so the queens, and the queens and the queens
1: of the ring, they had um Yeah, those were really yeah, like bottle rappers they have, and then yeah. when I they, saw I'd when I saw that scene, I was like, "Oh, oh my god, <laughs> she's in the battle rapping!" I was like, "Yeah, I love watching those. Like, it's such a it's such a East Coast thing uh, for like kids. Yeah, I honestly
2: did not realize they were like real life battle rappers oh. like, when I saw. It, I was like, "Oh, that's cool. they were doing like a King of the Dot thing." No, I didn't realize they got queens. had their own. Like, oh, yeah. Queen oh, the oh, yeah. That <laughs> was so cool, and I deep dove into that shit so hard. Right,
1: <laughs> and it, it that gave me goosebumps <laughs> too because it showed how. You know, when a producer finds talent, even though somebody wants to like say, no, I don't got time for this, this is not in my agenda, this is not in my life plan, but it falls in your life path, you know, and he knew and he felt something so different because of the fact that he's talking about, you know, the storytelling and, and that is what artists and people who do use words, the lyricists, they're storytellers. You know, that's why it's important. Right. And then, you know, going back to the original, you know, hip hop is, is the message is the music. You know, that's how it got out to people. Yeah. So, you know, the fact that he he could see that and they, they actually put that that note in there. So true that, you know, as the as the producer, he sensed and felt something in her that she really he was just like, I needed that. He was like, I need to hear that. Mm-hmm. Like, I hear you guys all day. <laughs> you guys are just running your mouth on nothing. <laughs> Like you're chipping on me, tripping on this person over here, but you ain't giving, you ain't feeding me nothing in my soul about no creative. Like you ain't opening my mind for nothing. Like I'm just running <laughs> through some beats <laughs> and bars. Like that's it. And yep. he felt something different. And as a producer, that's another creative aspect because the producers are creative as well as the lyricists and the spoken word artists and people who write the screenplays. And it's just like artists all the way around. Right. And you know, that fed his soul that he so much wanted to like nurture her, her little like spark of it for herself like you know she felt that when she was she knew she had it when she was 16 and she she brought it back like it opened up again for her so it's kind of like in the world in our in our life it's like those things like yes things that we like built to hide you know we have built uh walls around things because things happen in our life and we hide it away and we we forget that that was inside of us and it's like, oh, she True. hits another mark where she's just like, something just came out of me because she got that stuck of creativity where something had to just explode open, you know? And when it came through that, I was just like, oh, that inspired me so much.
3: <laughs> hmm. Well, and I like the the juxtaposition of the three producers, right? She has her first producer at the small... Um, the. Black Emoji, uh, theater Emoja. production. Oh, okay. oh, the, yeah. yeah, the theaters. Okay. Morse. who is like, we're doing this for the arts. Mm-hmm. We're doing this for for the community. And I, she goes in and says, you know, I, I need to those. make some money, like pay my rent. <laughs> and I love, I love the whole exchange of let me con- <laughs> consult my ancestors. And it's like my ancestors, don't know. can you talk to my ancestors? And she's like, yo, because I think my ancestors want me to pay rent.
2: <laughs> <Thank> <laughs>
0: for that, that was nice.
3: And you got that, and then you've got oh, the listen. guy who puts her stuff on Broadway, Batman, yeah. who is just dark. <laughs> he's he's sleazy. He's opportunistic. He he wants the poverty porn and the sellout. And I love the running joke with all the musicals that he's going to do the Ida B. Wells musical mm, yeah. and the Harriet <laughs> Tubman musical. Right. Oh my gosh. Like, you just cringe every time because you're. Yeah, know and in the beginning, it, the two you know the two these...
1: Caucasian women were saying, Oh, yeah, we're investing in this new, like, I have this new investment, and it's something <sighs> to do with like culture and like bringing in that whole elevator was like, <laughs> Oh, wow, like, okay. <laughs> and then you have B, who's he's very
3: quiet, very quiet, and it's not like he's. You know, cheerleader in her corner, but he's very supportive, and he finds what he needs yeah. to draw her out. So the contrast between the three of them, I thought, was one pretty representative for what's actually out there in terms of people who you have come into your life who want to work with you in your art. Um, but yeah, and and I fell in love with B. I mean,
1: yeah, you know, he brought another aspect to the element of the man that he was patient mm-hmm. and gentle, no matter the age difference that they had.
0: Right. That mm-hmm. he
1: cared enough for her, and for what she was really like, pushing in her life. Like he was patient, even though like with her screenplay, he didn't understand it, but he understood mm-hmm. that she needed time for it. He was, right. and, and to be to be a young man and understand that was nice. It felt good to watch.
0: Twenty six. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's funny, <laughs> <laughs> but 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 it did. But it did bring. He did bring a coincidence of D because. He was basically looked at as he didn't, you know, she came in, you know, his boy, his boy talked to her, and he's over there just like, what's up, still on the mm-hmm. dude's music. And then when she she fell asleep <laughs> in he the apartment. Going- oh, that was a trip. And he was going was like, mm-hmm, yeah. 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 It's, like, mm-hmm. it's like, it's like, where's he at? It's like, mm-hmm. he left. And she left. And, you know, you know, she just hauling off and you know, mad mm-hmm. as heck. And then when he saw her again, he said, yeah, I watched you. I know your train comes at 10. So he's already, he's eyeing her as he walked on by. It's like, man, I, I, I kept in touch. I know you, right? So I was like, that's that's pretty cool. I mean, he, you know, even for somebody who's like, team brought up, so you know, what would you have done if, you know, me walking out you know at two o'clock in, in the morning night, and he goes it was two yeah, ten, no. your train came in, in ten minutes so. you walked yeah. back got a yeah. bag of yeah. onions
1: and your train came <laughs> went to the train it came in <laughs> ten minutes and and so the, the next time he's just like do you need me to watch you again mm-hmm. like, <laughs> 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 and then that's where that that's where that strong black woman though came into play was just like mm-hmm. no but you know she wouldn't have asked the first time if she didn't really want that and that strong black yeah. woman and even just a strong woman in general who, who is yeah. so proud and headstrong and it's just like, No, I I'm doing it, I can do it myself, you know, I don't need anybody's help. But in the end, you know, she questioned the help, but then it's like, Okay, you deny the help. And we women have to stop doing that.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. So so explain me this part. So I know during the ongoing the movie, it was her brother kept on calling because They're so because basically they have have moved about the house. Clean out the house. The clean
1: up that was phenomenal. I was completely flabbergasted when Mm -hmm. that scene came because I didn't expect that. I didn't expect that it'd be this Mm -hmm. dope house with amazing art that Mm -hmm. just was just so so rich, so rich with with creativity and like her roots, and then. I, I kind of wanted to know more, like, why Why was she so, like, standoffish? Like, what was the issue going on there? And But I'm glad she didn't get into too much about that aspect, because it would have made the, you know, it was it was good. It was good how she kept it really centralized around herself and her creative splits of, like, but still right. trying to, like, form it all together and understanding, like, the, those levels as well.
3: So, that was the one issue in the movie that I had is her mother had died a year before, yeah. and they were still paying rent on a New York apartment, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. like a storage. <laughs> and I was like, "Who does that?" Mm-mm. Like, that's where I got stuck. Was <laughs> it was the one thing that threw everything else was very consistent. I'm like, "They've been paying rent on this empty apartment in New York for a year." <laughs> yeah. Like,
2: I can see that. What about you, Marvin? Hmm, with D? I don't know. I thought he was a pretty emotionally intelligent individual. Like, What really surprised me, I never would have expected for him at the very least, when after him and Rada have their thing going on, and they just do this freestyle, and he legitimately admits that he would have given up all of his musical equipment just to hug his mother one more time, like, that was a really powerful moment for me it's just like Mm -hmm. that's a really strong and emotional thing to willingly admit to values another human being yeah like just to someone he barely Mm -hmm. well okay no not barely knows but like just be that emotionally vulnerable as a male in uh, cultures that just do not emphasize that that's just yeah, that's yeah. just really amazing for me. And like you guys said, there's just so much more than meet the eye with him. He had a freaking John Coltrane yeah. Lo- Love Reign Supreme vinyl <laughs> yeah. out on the table. You and- lost it, didn't you? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the only thing I'm also going to say that kind of killed it for me. It's like, dude, you have a Love Supreme by John Coltrane and you let some dudes like act out you don't bother
1: me? I think they were just breaking it down before they were rolling it. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> oh, that hurt me. I don't think
2: that asking. That hurt asked. me watching that happen.
0: So some of the characters, like some of the people in her class and stuff, Imani, um, Kamal. Kamal was a big coat. So Kamal was the it was the black kid with the with the Puerto Rican kid. His name is actually TJ, TJ Tom. Um Adam. TJ Adams. He's he's actually he plays Old Dirty Bastard in the oh, Wu-Tang um too. Wu-Tang saga. Yeah. He plays Old Dirty Bastard. I
1: got to remember to watch in, that. Uh,
0: in ODB so so it was funny seeing them. I was like, "Oh shoot, I know him. <laughs> it's crazy. I'm gonna have to check. Yeah, I'm now. gonna.
1: That's why I'm like totally writing it down. I'm like, I'm gonna go. Watch
0: <laughs> it but, but, but her whole class. So let's let's go with the class. Let's start off the classroom. Okay, what do you think of the the Puerto Rican kid in, um, and um, the black kid Kamal about their whole story about talking mm-hmm. about. Uh, the, P, the sperm <laughs> in the A. <laughs> that was their whole aim for this whole theater. It was just like, what the heck? Or even, yeah, like you said, her um, uh, Imani, the girl, the the black girl, who basically gave this whole poem, like, and they're all standing there, and they're just like, okay, yeah, uh, sure.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was like, right. yeah. I think it's pretty representative of, like, what teenagers would do. Like, When you're that young and you're just barely trying to find yourself. I don't. Sex know. really does have like a huge play in how you want to make up your identity. A wo- woman, again, <laughs> probably mansplaining it. And stop me if I'm talking out of my ass. But will one try to reclaim some value in her own gender and sexual identity? And as a guy, it's always just going to say stupid shit. Like that, <laughs> I, I felt like that's just pretty representative of those teenagers. They were hilarious. I love them all.
1: Hormones are raging.
0: Mm. Yep. I just love, <laughs> I do love how the fact they had, Imani um, brought up the fact of, let's put a planet with no dicks and all the guys. Were like, <laughs> yeah, oh, Rosa? So
1: yeah, that was
3: so great. Yeah, we yeah, have
2: sex yeah. with them, you lose your dicks. <laughs> <laughs> and she the boys just looked at their crock dicks like, oh, no, it
0: had to so, be. So, what I consider, well, <laughs> like, you know, Rosa would be considered, would she be more non binary or she be? How, how is yeah, that's how they identified. Her yeah. The
2: yeah, okay. Did okay. she? They weren't explicit about it, but we were, it definitely gave me all five, well, five but, she was non-binary. Like, um, well, I don't know, know all uh, the technical terms for all
1: that. I just think she was like girl. So to me, I'm just like, okay. I, I, to me, that's
3: well, but Rada does the you know.
1: Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, so no. those of you who are non-binary,
3: gender non-conformance <laughs> maybe, looks directly at Maybe that's probably that. a better term
1: anyways, because, you know, mm-hmm. I think about it, as terminology evolves, yeah, you know, it's more than just calling somebody who mm-hmm. just likes girls and a female who likes girls a lesbian, because that may not be the case, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, non-binary, okay. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But, yeah, but, but yeah, Rosa was a badass. I loved her. She was. She was, was, mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> she was Rod- like Rodimus Prime's like, main <laughs> cheater. She was so great. She was willing Stop to like, knock another. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. she was.
3: Well,
2: she That's was sweet. willing to knock another kid out too. And then <laughs> to get into her show, she like co- like blackmailed oh. the Balancer. Blast,
1: them. Blast him. She him quick. quick. I was like, "Damn!" So she <laughs> was like, oh no! Yeah, she knew she knew how to I play the girls. <laughs> a
2: completely. I thought that was going to go was a mean. completely different route. It was like, "There, I showed you something. Let me in." No, she was like, "No, you saw a minor titties. Do you know how much guilt i you gonna get?" Yeah. He's just like. Mm.
1: <laughs> yeah, she got him. She, she got him, and that that <laughs> reminded that right there had showed me how like the youth they're smart. They, oh, yeah. they, they oh, yeah. were doing things to get their way for sure. Like I was like, wow, that was like, like, cool intention type stuff, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I taught for a decade in undergrad in New
3: York, mm-hmm. and those were the kids I like. I had those kids in my class. I know those kids. I'm like, they were very believable characters. Oh no, I was yeah. with like that child coming up too. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: But so with the um. So, with anybody who didn't know, Rodimus Prime is actually a Transformer character. If you've seen the Transformer, Mm -hmm. Optimus Prime, she called Rodimus Rodimus Prime. She called herself Rodimus Prime Prime because Rodimus Prime is an actual character Mm -hmm. in the Transformer movie of 1985. Oh, no, it was 86. 1980s. I looked it up too. What? He became the new leader after Optimus Prime died.
1: Oh wow! So that's
0: if you haven't seen the movie, you might want to go see it because he did transform. Or not?
3: It's transformed. because he did transform <laughs>
0: from a young punk to an actual oh, leader.
1: I used to watch that's that.
0: Why. Mm-hmm. So there wasn't. So it was a morphing of that.
2: Uh, Optimus so Actual MC name apparently, which is again so dope, so great. Yeah. So what? So let's let's go over that part.
0: So what y'all think about her her rhyme style? She basically took back to those you know, not the, not just the gru you know the grimy of it, but she went for the storytelling side of it. What do you think about the rhyme style and stuff? Marvin, I know you're a rhymer.
2: I dug it. I rhymer dug it. it like, I liked it a lot. I don't even think it was. The, I mean, let's be real. Her her rhyme scheme was fucking crazy, but it wasn't even just that. I loved. Her ability to tell a story, she showed very clearly it doesn't all have to be either about sex or or crime or this fascination with drugs. She very clearly told very specific stories that portrayed her with poverty porn. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she talked about those specific things, but she also talked about, in order for me to sell, I have to give you guys what you want, and this is what it is. In her last one where she's talking about Mm FYOV, she's clearly doing like the best brag, Okay, maybe not brag rap, Mm -hmm. but it's in a way empowering herself. And oh my God, so great. I love how she
1: went into that too. Like she literally was Mm -hmm. just right after she Mm -hmm. was like, you know what? this is the hardest thing I freaking have to do to let people know that I am not a sellout. And what you guys see was not my vision. And maybe it was a little harsh in the way she did it because she might've been emotional about and really pissed off about a lot of stuff. But the fact that she's like, what you see behind me, yo bro, sis, like, it ain't me. Like, so what you see is like, I'm going to tell you right now. And I'm going to give you a real whole bit of me right the fuck now. Because like, I, you know just resonated with her when it's just like your emotions are just running in you and you want to mm-hmm. you want to give somebody some truth you want to show them like the real what you do and like you know and it kind of redeemed herself too because like she didn't smoke weed and like that guy gave her some weed she took a little pussy, and she lost all her lyrics she like <laughs> done it after. I was like oh man she about to freeze up on stage when I saw her smoke that I was like I, you know, but I felt that too. Oh, I hurt so and, bad for yeah, her. I,
3: I,
2: <laughs> but you know what? Here's the thing, though. I feel like for this whole group, this has happened to us too. Oh, like, yeah. Toronto, too. <laughs> I trip yeah. up all the time. All the time. I feel time. so bad about it. Yeah,
1: not all the time. But, you know, it's like when you do, it's, it's just like, where was my mind at that time? Because I was supposed mm. to be on point, like, in, in rehearsal. That's why you rehearse. It's, you know, why you get it down. And it's kind of one of those things where you know she did a lot of freestyle in this movie i thought that was pretty awesome because not a, you don't yeah. see a lot of freestyle um women per se um you know in that arena so but as far as like her her delivery and uh, it was so raw like with that poverty porn and just you know she did keep such a like a cadence with it she still had a she still mm-hmm. had a cadence with it and i was like that's nice it was nice because you know in a sense like she would add her, like that like a you know the the music and melodic like singing element where she would like the repetition of poverty porn, poverty porn, you know, yeah. just kind of like she had a really great, you porn. know, and, and that's really what kept her her juices flowing to just be like, what is it about this poverty porn that's really like on my mind that I can't like I got to express it? it's making me sick, you know, it was pretty dope how she just like let it just naturally flow out of herself. I liked that a lot. hmm.
0: I like the fact that she looked at white white
2: man's <laughs> butts and had a black, <laughs> the white man got black booty, you, you know. You know, I didn't realize though she has a very open mic eagles type of style going on. Yes. Like, straight up, like she has, like she reminds me of open mic eagle, like all mm-hmm. like hardcore, like, with the rhyme schemes and everything.
0: Right. What about you, device?
3: I really enjoyed it. It reminded me a lot of the rap that I listened to in the like mid eighties growing up and stuff. It was very reminiscent of so much of that. Um, And just, yeah, it had social commentary in it, it, but it was fun to listen to and it brought you in to all of it. Like, it, for me, it worked. For me, I absolutely adore this movie. This is my second time through yes. it, and I'd watch it again. Like, I think it's a fantastic film. And I love the way she, she used her rap to make commentary on the, you know, just what she's going through in the world around her. And I think it captures that excitement of creatives when we get onto something like she was on the subway and she sees the first white guy with the big <laughs> booty. And then the second she's like, it's a sign, it's a sign. I gotta do this drop. And I, is it. just rang really true. It's like I've been thinking about now I'm seeing white men with, with black, black girls butts everywhere. It's, a, it's
0: a a thing now.
1: Yeah.
0: I, I laughed so hard when she looked at it and then she looked at him the white girl. Looked uh, at him, she's like, like you're
1: looking at my dude like
0: Oh <laughs> 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 so good. So well I know we're missing one person we're missing is her her, her friend who bit you <laughs> off yeah Archie. 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 Archie What do you think about Archie? I mean he he basically went through some hell ringers with her. but he's always there. I mean just finding out that he what he did for Walt I was like and she wasn't appreciative oh my I God. was like oh no I think oh, this
2: was no. like I I feel like what they had was pretty much like any kind of normal adult relationship or if he wasn't gay, this would be what what a typical real romantic relationship would be like when you start finding things that don't know where you guys start becoming falling apart, you know, like right. obviously they're very loyal to one another, but he doesn't seem to get that. She needs to find a new lane to go. In. And she doesn't seem to get that. He's, royal is all out of her like i mean jesus christ he essentially got coerced into se- sexual assault just to get her back into women's <laughs> good side like dude the poor yeah. guy yeah i mean but he was
0: there yeah, for the rap like a did, yeah a lot of
1: yeah. a lot yeah. of but, you know, people do that like on our flip side like you'll see women that'll go try to do things with people just so they can get like something for their dudes I've seen yeah, that, so yeah. when I saw when I see it like that, Marvin, like, I was like, wow, like, he really, like, went out of, oh my gosh, he did. He went uh, out of his way. No, he really did. No, yeah, I, and that was on him because he wanted to, that was on him because he wanted to, because he didn't necessarily not want to do it, because if he no, really didn't no, want to do that, he wouldn't have
2: done it. Yeah, yeah well, I mean, the context of the whole movie, we didn't see anything. That kind of said otherwise. He, you're right. He did want it, but at the same time, it's like, "Dude, you that was, like you bent over backwards for her. Good on you." Yeah. But at the same time, you also needed to understand why she wasn't for this. And I kind of saw that as a hallmark of like this. If this was like a rom- like typical romantic lead, this is the hallmark of a romantic couple
1: falling out of love, right? Breaking apart, falling apart. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. All, the, all the time I saw this was that you know the the old fashioned. Oh my God, I'm in trouble, friend. And the gay friend is trying to help, you know, the protagonist is, oh my God, I'm in trouble. And the gay friend's like trying to help her out. Like, come on, we gotta get you back in and we gotta use this. I mean, I just saw I ain't gonna lie, I saw a rom com in the whole thought of this. I was like, okay, so he's the gay friend. Okay, how's this gonna go down? So I mean, just seeing how he play how he played into a lot of her angst. And anxieties, and he was just trying to, we just gotta get you back in there and get you back into doing what you do best. And like you said, he didn't get it. But he did go to her first performance. Yeah. And even he was like,
2: oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but like, see, like, that uh, doesn't uh, count. Uh, that doesn't count because apparently he used to make people pay him. To get them to battle, oh, okay. so that doesn't count. Yeah. He's aware. That's of how right.
1: That's that right. <laughs> yeah.
2: I can see he
0: is a hustler, so I give him that much. He is a hustler. Um, what do you think about um, <laughs> bringing him into the subject? What do you think about some of the other characters, like the the the, the clerk, the, wife? Uh, the, the the wife
1: uh, that played the owners, the store owners? Yes. Oh, so, yeah, so
0: basically, so mm-hmm. you know, let's go there. What, what do you think about the play, the actual play itself, where she had this whole idea of having a, a black couple who you know who the son based the 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 man who basically inherits the grocery store in a in a gentrified area. I think
1: she did I now, think she, she the, did well with portraying in the movie how when she had to kind of give up the reins to somebody else, like how they really just took it over.
2: Yeah, like they showed her disappointment really well. I get what, the, like, for her to be so passionate about one single thing, and then to have it completely ripped out from under her <sighs> has to suck. Oh my god! And then, oh, she you, sat back. Watched oh that. yeah, like, <laughs> like what Whoa. really got me when I remember it was like when. Well, uh, yeah, when that was hurt. Like, we gotta like portray gentrification. No, no, you well, don't. You gentrification. Don't. <laughs> yeah, and like I said, like. She should, in the movie itself, she showed New York as its own character where you saw the well, background of people walking by, and living their daily lives. I mean, I think that this captured the street, so much cars like going down the street. that New York in itself was a character in that way But then to have right it persung, now, like, kind a personified trying to personify gentrification uh, within New York is, um, is totally when bastardizing the, that. When the women and women is, I completely if you felt to well draw your, characters characters your core that audience, that you have to make a white person in. She wanted to portray people arguably, And Yeah, bringing in elements
1: that she didn't want in there. It, um, it's very yeah. true I mean, oh my god that's yeah, that was it total like explaining it, it. Like, oh my god and I felt it too well that story happened.
2: feels really
3: it was very much like oh. if you watched oh. the master of nuns oh. seriously
1: with Aziz oh, I'm sorry. Dude, dude, very i sorry that's very much. much and then it showed them selling oh. out at the end dude. I was like oh that was the awful like he got killed I was just like that was like the worst and make sure you feel
3: comfortable with that yeah
2: And they're supposed to be sisters. <laughs> mhm. Yep. Yeah. Uh,
0: mm-hmm. And reliable. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Mhm. Yeah. yeah see no that's exactly what i get yeah like i remember um they did fresh off the boat which was Eddie yeah. oh my god i was i remember being so excited about it but then every yeah. stereotype that could be imagined got showed into that show that was the most disappointing oh. thing in the world that was the most disappointing thing in the world to see what i can hero. yeah and like his own authentic story of being like a chinese american growing up in the u.s and how he tried mm. to like go through life in this own specific niche that he loved and dealing with what white America thought and what his own family thought but the show completely ruins that and I can only I imagine what that that. would right. feel like if I was a creator of something and had that ripped away from me, like, that has to be so heartbreaking
0: It's good, that. I mean, I was, a little, I was a little saddened by the fact they use soy milk yeah, the whole culprit. <laughs> <like>, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gotta have <soy> milk. <laughs> Gotta have soil. And then everybody, everybody was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's how I feel. So, you know, I was like, wow, that's that. I feel that. But even the director, I mean, <laughs> I love how they said, mm-hmm. she did raise, she did raising the sun. Come on. It was mm-hmm. like, oh. man, it
2: was weird. Every scene where they had the play and they were trying to do like mm-hmm. the background producing scenes. And so cringeworthy, and just so painful to watch. When the black actress is going, but why is she talking like this? Like she when she's from the east, but why is she talking yes. like she's from the south? And yeah. also, the director's like, "Well, race doesn't doesn't have a play in this." So she, you know, <laughs> yes, like, what are you talking about? <laughs> race had everything to do with, with this. Apparently, like what? Oh man. Yeah, And I think it captures what that typical white person who tries to say, I don't see color, color. Or typically say, or how they would act where they're like, we all live in a modern America where we don't see race, race doesn't matter anymore or shit like that. And it's like, yes, yes, it does like by the purity of how I look, you're going to make that first assumption. Hello. That it no matter what. Like it's yeah. the most
1: important thing. Cause how are you going to understand another person? If you don't understand that they are different from you, so you exactly. can understand yeah. their race, their, you know, their cultural like habits and things like that. So you can better understand. I and mean, people have it so twisted that, Oh, we shouldn't need to know and look at race and this racism, but it's, it's because people like just the way that is the perspectives, the way people look at things.
2: Oh, yeah, totally. (sighs) Yeah, no. Uh, How they portray... I didn't... Oh, no, no. No, straight up, like, the the way they portrayed these people in this movie was so accurate, because these would be the same kind of people who would see my mom if she walked into, like, a dealership and then decide to talk slow to her. It's like, dude, just because she doesn't speak English doesn't mean she has, like, an mm-hmm. IQ of her shoe, mm-hmm. like
1: stop it. Right, and then and then for her, them rewriting it the vernacular. Oh, the vernacular. Yes, the vernacular. She doesn't talk with nobody else talks like this. Why am I talking like this? Like when she really, when that character really mm-hmm. let the directors know. Like I, I distinctly see a difference in the way that you're making me speak for this character. Mm-hmm. And why should I have to do that when nobody else is doing that? That isn't like, I, and it didn't make sense because. If one person's talking like that, they're talking like that because it's the dialect, the vernacular, the dialect in which you would find in a particular area. So if one person is going to be sounding like that, then they would all sound like that for the most part. So then when you have her role, just only one in the entire production talking like that, it's it's just not believable. And she made a good point. She just wasn't able to express it, I think. And then, you know, it was...
2: The directors that, you know, had to be appeased, right? Yeah. Well, oh, was that, go ahead. Oh, I was going to mention, what really hurts me, too, is you can totally see Radha Blank's character, Radha Miss Prime, code switch when she's yeah. talking to the hip-hop community. She's completely comfortable. She has fun with it. She's in her element. But then when she's doing the playwright stuff, she's stiff, mm-hmm. and she has to, like, use, like, this, these big words... And tries to be appropriate in the appropriate, way she talks right. like when, yeah, like when her black actress goes, but why? And she's like, oh, yeah. I'm just trying to figure it out because I can't quite figure it out. <laughs> that is another way of saying I was forced to do this. I am so sorry that I'm making mm-hmm. you do this now too.
1: And I hope you understand that. Or, Don't ask me again. Let's just move forward, please.
3: Yeah. Yeah, she had But when you have, I mean, this was a, a thing right. where you oh, have okay. a yeah, cast of,
0: but no, you can see how close cut Of black of, actors um, oh, the, uh, an and you have a, a, a black writer, the but star, you get white producers and directors let out. coming in. Well, it's and just because it's black, and it's like, oh shoot, well we can't say that. Here, on? I was like, why are they even answering?
3: So you can oh, too, I was okay. Like, you get answer too. Why are
1: you even speaking on this? Like, looking at this, I was like, oh, wait, they're the yeah, directors. No, straight
2: <laughs> yeah, straight up, no business to speak whatsoever. Yeah. But race yeah. has no does not matter in this place. No, oh, sit down, honey. <laughs> sit down. <laughs> sit your
3: ass th- down and never speak <laughs> again. <laughs> so, and I think it goes back to making white people comfortable because they're in the US, that's your audience. <gasps> You know, by percentage, I was trying to be good. <laughs> yeah. It's whiteness. It's... It is... Mulan, we're talking about you. Yeah.
2: Talking about you. Yeah. How could you have a cast full of Chinese actors and not let them speak Mandarin? Mm-hmm. Authentic Mandarin. These are those
1: things that I speak on when I say you have to know the culture, mm-hmm. but it's like you have to whitewash it for what people reason? Gonna, Politically yeah. well, correct this? I mean, animals. what's I mean, the purpose? We want to see the cultural. Down. You know, you can make it American, so yes, we can understand it. But I mean, come on now. No. Uh, oh, it totally is. Well, that's yeah. our main our main language here in this country, anyways is is English. So, I mean, if you want to. <laughs> No, oh, it's English, English, English is, English is a borrowed language, actually, yeah, it's a borrowed language anyway, so it's just, it's, it's, you know, something that, um, is borrowed throughout cultures all over the world, but you're right, you know, if they could do it in, like, Mandarin or Cantonese, maybe, and put subtitles, but then again, you know, there goes the literacy. <laughs>
2: Oh yeah, oh, that, that would that would make it t- entirely too realistic because you know we got to use the colonizers' language for entirely Chinese cast and Chinese movies. Yeah, mm-hmm. kill
0: me, <laughs> you kill me. I'm serious. Cause I, gave I was you trying to be good. With- I was
2: trying to be good and not mention the. American no, I ones.
0: knew she was going to do that. I just was like, just the way y'all were flowing this up. I was like, it's going to be Mulan out this <laughs> whole thing coming out.
2: I love Milan. I knew you probably <laughs> thought. I knew you so, well, thought I was so going to do that with. Did you Christ Did Christ. you
0: see the Did you see the live action? No, Mulan? I,
1: haven't, I haven't. I haven't brought <laughs> myself. I haven't brought myself to want to see it yet because I was like, I like it the way it is as a as an animation. And then I think that there's some things in the way the animation was made that I was like, it's not like, humans aren't going to be able to do that. And even if they do CG, it just wouldn't feel right, I don't think. So I kind of haven't bought myself. I don't really want to see it, honestly.
2: Okay. Do yourself a favor. You're better off not seeing it. (laughs) Disney had no reason to make a live action. They're just soulless money (laughs) cash grabbers. But it's okay. That's okay. for another conversation. Like how they game, take a,
1: a song and then they do a remix. <laughs> they yes. take an original well, cool movie and do a remix that's like terrible. Well, <laughs> yeah. But sometimes they're but good. That's normal. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's, it's, the normal. Cycle, it's a cycle of creativity. It depends you know?
2: on how well they do it. Yeah. If they can do a dope, if yeah. they can do a retelling that is dope, I have no problem with that. I actually have no problem with that. If they make a remix and it sounds a lot better or still mm-hmm. sounds just as good, no problem with that. Mm-hmm. Okay. But when
3: you do it terribly, I will... Oh, oh I'm going to have to See, that me. was one of the other things I liked about 40-year-old version though, <laughs> is there's so many remakes. I mean, how many goddamn Spider-Man origin stories do we need? A lot. right? <laughs> and this one, this was... You haven't seen anything similar to this come out in years. It was very... It was nice to have them actually allow something new and a new voice, and that isn't picking backing or trying to to play off, you know, two hundred other films mm-hmm. similar to it, um, and to to actually create space for this to come to be. Which it was just refreshing. What's so great about this too was she literally appropriated essentially the name for the
2: old virgin, but she made it her own, like you said, mm-hmm. and it just. Oh my god. And I I don't think I would have liked this movie as much as I did had we just saw her completely win in the hip hop space. You know what I'm saying? If we didn't see her struggle, Be the underdog and then, Yeah, like if she like yeah. were just like completely won at hip hop and didn't struggle and fall back into the playwriting and we got to see her like interminable. I don't think I would have liked this as much because like, okay, where where's the fun and experiencing this with you and rooting for you yeah. if you're just going to win the whole time? Like, that's no fun. Like, I want to be there every step of the way and watch you succeed. And it's so great to watch her not succeed, but essentially like just go, you know what? I'm doing hip hop for reals this time. Mm-hmm. No more reacting away from this. Like, she didn't even end it on like, uh, hey, I just want a rap battle or something like that. Like it, Because like, that's life. You, not everybody has to win something. She made a decision that made her happy, and that's what mattered.
1: Yeah, well, well put, well said.
2: No, I'm sorry, but I'm I'm all against that. I think she should have been in more battles. Oh, or I so want to she... see her in more battles. I think she would.
0: I like oh,
1: I, I like how, how D kind of brought her out because it was just like something that sparked inside right. of her that he saw like her potential and she could go there, but she herself wasn't ready. So like for her to to get to that point, and then it was kind of more about the the theater. It would have taken some aspects out. I think if she would have focused more on like doing rap battles and being more in the rap scene versus like just coming along in it with her producer, trusting, being positive, being optimistic, but still knowing that she's coming from this world where she thought was her end all be all in playwrights. And, Mm -hmm. you know. But
0: what I'm saying is they could have like, they could have added her raps.
3: Into the play, I thought they, they thing, thing, I thought they did. I thought they did, like in the opening, the opening, yeah, the opening uh, when, Like, they're like, This is what? Harlem
2: Ave, and they yeah. did it in like some like lame ass Hamilton style <laughs> way yeah. because, like, that's what all the like bougie rich white people want to see when they want to see something urban, yeah. But I'm saying it, 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 just, it just made it
0: seem like. I did this, you know, I did, it wasn't like, you know, say like save the last day or something or even breaking or something where even though you got two different sides, it's like they kind of meld in together and keep on going. It was more of like, I did this. It didn't work. I'm going back to what I'm used to. And even though someone keeps saying, Hey man, let's come back in. No, no, no. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. And even though at the end it's like, yeah, this sucked too. Okay. I'm going to go back to it. It's like, I don't
3: know. Sharon, it- it's exactly what you do as an artist. <laughs> wow.
1: Okay. I, 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 I think, think I multiple people do that. A lot of people do do that, though, because <laughs> it's like one of those things where you're just like, man, you take that L and you're just like, that hurt my ego. Like, I feel like crap about that. That wasn't my best performance. I totally screwed up in front of everybody. And it's like, okay, let me just go lick my wounds and do something else that I know that I'm, I can mm-hmm. do as well. And like, just let that wound heal because it's like, okay, you got to still jump back on the training and, and still do what you do. But, you know, sometimes, sometimes like a bruise well, to the ego uh, takes a minute and you just don't want to look at that for a minute. So it's just like, you know, oh, yeah. I don't want to deal with that. I'm gonna, I am I, can do this. I'm going to go. So she had, she had opened up a world within her and mm-hmm. being able to allow herself to, to find the trust in that Side of going to the music, I thought was nice opening because I could see another, like a sequential movie coming beyond that. That kind of delves into that a little bit more.
2: Yeah, yeah, right. no, I right. agree. Like sometimes when you're hurting, you go back to what you're comfortable with. Yeah.
3: I'm not just talking about the the one scene where you know she gets she forgets all her lyrics on stage because she's high. Yeah. But the whole okay, I'm a crea- I'm creative. I want to try this new form of creativity mm-hmm. where I can make. Right. But you're not progressing very quickly or as quickly as you want to be progressing you're not seeing it take off and where you've been successful in one area it's easier to go back into it it's like okay so this is safe yeah i'm going to go back yeah Yeah. you know i've I've coached a number of people who want to write and it's like i really want to write i want to make this my career but when they and i'm always honest it's like your first book you're not going to make a lot of money there are very few authors who make enough change in your first book but then they see what royalties they're getting back. And they're like, oh, I got to go back to my other career because I didn't get out of the first experience what I want. And I think it takes a while to trust and make that jump. Mm-hmm. And anytime money is involved, it's really scary to say, I'm going to hold my breath and do this now because you, know, you got to pay the rent.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Because you got to pay yeah. the rent. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes yeah. your <laughs> are
2: telling you you got to
0: yeah. pay the rent. <laughs> 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 So, so, so how would you feel about the the black producer coming over to see the film? You know, they, they get the message saying that she yeah. she did the movie. Anyway. I mean, did the
3: and yeah. like, give me that. I thought he was perfect uh-huh. with the fan, and just the, I am so appalled at this. This is not her vision. This is some I, I, white I bullshit. It. He's just all disgusted throughout. <laughs>
2: Oh no, he's uh, yeah. what I see with certain people in the Chinese community too. <laughs>
3: yeah. like, I feel,
2: no, straight up, yeah. like I feel like it's just like you're always going to hit like that. I mean, I think what hit this movie perfectly for me though, as like a per- person of color, is like sometimes you just have to be in the middle ground. Like you, you're either too much of one thing or the other when being told by the each side, and it's just like no, I'm just me. I'm just this person who likes hip hop. I'm just this person who also has all these multifaceted things that make me a unique and rounder person. I'm not just always going to be that one thing mm-hmm. like you guys are. And I've, ha- do you have any idea how many times I've heard from like other Asian people? Like you're entirely too white sometimes. Oh, you act entirely too different from our own culture. And then other people <laughs> who are not Asian will go, man, that is so Asian. No, fuck you. Yeah. Dude.
1: I know that feeling. Yeah. It's, it's like you're not identifying that. with your own culture, but it's your culture.
2: Yeah, like, and she was just, like when you, I saw his reaction, I felt that not because I agreed with what he did, because I mean, yes, the play was corny, I guess, but because I understood what that feels like when someone of my own culture does the same thing to me. It's like, dude, get out of here. You're in the US too. Yeah. <laughs> How'd you feel about the whole Archie
0: thing when he basically had a, ex- um, when she basically, when they basically were both at each other's throats, basically arguing? and she Macy was telling them about i was your beard um i was um your even though your korean dad didn't accept you and this and that how'd you feel about that marv i mean because i know a lot of times uh, like you always tell me a lot of times it's it's always you know like family doesn't really see they have this idea what we should be but then they find out we're not doing what the we're elders have their way. It's
1: like no, yeah. you're gonna do oh, what yeah. I tell you, and this is how. And like, it's not you're not gonna disgrace the family. I'm sorry, Marv. I'm gonna let you go right. ahead and take that. But no, that's all
2: cool. It's all cool. No, but like, you know, what? I'm. A, I think so for Archie, I can't identify with him because clearly I don't identify as a gay man. But what I found interesting was when they were talking to that one woman, the old lady who was going, M- "Um, Rosa Parks is now spinning in her grave. You want to do hip hop?" <laughs> You're setting back the black women a few multiple steps. It's like, see, I get that. My parents are like that. My family and in its entirety are like that, where when I tell them I want to do one specific thing, i met with either. Oh, that's so great. Maybe that could be fun or, Oh God, this is not going to be good. <laughs> I, I remember talking in our, one of our podcasts when we started telling, I started telling them that I started rocking open mics. My mom legitimately didn't go, Hey, I'm so happy that you're finding something that you feel creatively happy trying to do or something like that. It was legitimately, are you going to get in trouble for doing this? I'm
1: like, dude. <laughs> oh, they don't know. Just They're
2: old that. school. You just have to educate them. It's old school, but they came from communist <sighs> China. Where I, you could get, uh, yeah. d- arrested for that. And I get yeah, that. But like, then what was the point of moving to the US if that uh, you should be able to be? Yeah. Yeah, like, what was the point of me moving us to the US if you still don't want me to be able to speak my mind or do something that creatively makes me fulfilled? So like, what was the point then?
1: No, they're just, they just have their box, the way that they were brought up and those things. And so it's like, when they come to these countries, they feel that if you do anything that's going to upset, we're going to get sent back. So a lot of them feel oh, no, totally. a lot We're of them that. feel that they they will they will be exposed, uh-huh. and the and then um, yeah, the, then they'll get like taken back. So that that's a fear a lot of immigrants have, and you know they don't want the, the kids, they don't want you guys really in getting too involved in the in the. Culture, American ways. <laughs> it's so strange.
2: I know, totally. And I get that. that but like, and it's just like, and it's the, that's what gets me though. Yeah. Why, no, okay, if you, like, why move here, here if you that? don't want me to? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's like that duality of trying to fit in, but not fit in. Yes. And then trying to figure your way through this culture. Through your culture
1: and then the American culture. You're like, wait a minute. Oh, yeah. Totally. Yeah.
2: totally. <laughs> oh, like, it's God. just like, I'm never going to be American enough for how. The outside world perceives yeah. me and never Chinese enough for how my own culture sees me so and like I'm living in a world who's where people are just too involved with themselves so fucking what I'm gonna do with me yeah I, I just like
1: that's, and for that um, reason I identify as just say an American because I feel like I'm not Filipino enough to be the Filipino or the Mexican enough or Native exactly. American <laughs> enough and it's just like okay well I'm a messy side mix okay so I'm all of it but yet I, I can't say that I'm you know, I still get that, that kind of like shun a little bit of that shun. Cause you don't really no. aren't really, you know, and it's, Both yeah. And so it's kind of <laughs> like, hmm, okay. So, you know, I just, you know, I'm American. I'm American because I'm going to have to make my way.
0: Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Speaking of making our ways. So would you basically show this movie or told, recommend this movie to a poet mm-hmm. A non-poet or both?
3: Oh.
2: All around, man. This is a great movie. Why? Auntie I Vice.
3: It's just so well done and there's parts of it that people are going to relate to it throughout. I also think it's an important story. I really think it captures what it's like to be on the cusp of turning 40. I don't know anybody at 39 halfway through 39 hasn't gone, oh shit. Maybe I need to take a new direction somehow. Like, it's it's what happens. Everybody has that moment of crisis before they turn 40, and you either become more of who you have been and, like, double down on it, or you do a shift. And I think especially for women, we shift. I mean, at 40, I went from being the head of a state agency to writing porn. So, you know, I'm... <laughs> i mean i'm kind of an example of this like i go from being very successful in one field to very successful in another but it took it took seven years to become successful it's a big shift that people do and i i just i think it's very true to life for a lot of us
1: I would share it with both because it's entertaining. And for people who love lyricism, like, yeah, it's like, it's fresh, you know. And then like for the people who are not so much like into like poetry, you're still going to get a good story. You're still going to get, you know, a great, a great entertaining two hours worth of like, a roller coaster ride with somebody's life, you know, and, and seeing what that is like in a, and going through a creative aspects and, and like, um, you know, Antibai says like, yeah, you know, you're seeing that different age gaps, like things that are going through, people are going through and just things that are things that people go through on a daily in different parts of the world, you know, cause and this one just happens to be in, in New York and, you know, and it just happens to be people who are in, in the music, in the music and, and theater, so it could be anything, but for the most part, I, I would say uh, either one, because either they're going to be entertained, and they're going to, you know, just be inspired if they're lyricists. Especially females.
0: Did <laughs> you get something going on? I'm
1: right? sorry, my, my puppy's playing with her. I was just going to ask <laughs> if it was our <laughs>
0: No. <laughs> I was trying to look no, at like, my puppy's playing you know?
3: with. I.
1: <laughs> she wasn't supposed to be out right now. <laughs> See, I told my <laughs> came, okay. came out of the
0: room.
1: came out of the room.
0: I was just like, I, I check. I was like, okay, the sound's coming from her. It has to be somewhere oh, going sorry. on. She was wrestling. something. It's all good. Marvin, what do you think?
2: I mean, no, uh, there's not much I can say that would that the other two haven't touched on. Like, yeah, i recommend this to poets and non-poets. This movie really touches you on a very pathetic level where you get to see someone find their way in the world. They make a completely huge change and shift in their life where they're forced to reevaluate a lot of things, and they make a decision that ultimately makes them happy. Like, I really would recommend this.
0: Okay. All right,
2: well then... Let's get into
0: our final part or two parts of this. <laughs> You're fine. We call this part here Snap Judgment. Now, with Snap Judgment, we are reviewing the fact of the three snap increments. If it's three snaps, the movie's great. Give it an Academy Award or something. Well, no, actually, an Oscar. Give me an Oscar for that movie. Two snaps, it's not that bad, but it's not that good. One snap, it needs to go into that trash. Where Mulan's at? Well, actually, that's zero snaps. But that zero snaps means you
2: get (laughs) that shit chained into a box and thrown into the
0: ocean. (laughs) (laughs) You can go in half snap increments now. Renee,
1: what do you give forty year old Virgin? Virgin three snaps.
2: Three snaps, okay. Okay. Marty Vice, give it a three. Marvin, I got to give it a four three. Wow.
3: And you? And you?
2: I give it a two and a
0: half.
3: Two Two and a half. Two and a half. (laughs) Why two and a half? Here's okay. Here is my
2: here's
0: my beef. Oh yeah, I'm supposed to be blasting the heck out of this
2: one. I know. Was it because he used John Coltrane's "A Love Supreme" as an ashtray? Because that's some blasting. No, actually,
0: (laughs) you know the actual. The actual thing that I, gave it, I believe they gave it a two, a two and a half snap, a half. they gave it that other half snap was the fact, just like you pointed out on device and stuff and others, she went for safety. so even though she failed in it, it wasn't a return back into, the, into her doing another performance. and you know, being if it's basically her inspiring to, from a struggling playwright to be a rapper. And why they never, you know, it's the parts of her rapping is only when she's doing her little freestyles, only when she's, but when she, the, the actual performance comes up, she choked. I get it. And yes, I, I, I believe, I believe like an eight, like eight mile, you know, he choked, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, he, that's his life and stuff. She didn't win. I mean, she didn't win on, she, she got her playwright. So technically she did win, but she didn't like it. How she won. That's and it's like okay, you didn't like how that how that went. So are you going back to rapping? Are you gonna go on stage again, or are you just gonna be just chilling the background? That's
2: that's the part that I was like.
1: Do you have that pulled up? Is that is that what the what the blurb says about it? I mean, what I
2: took it to mean what? well, my bad. What? I mean, what, what, I, what I took it to mean was like okay, maybe you're right. Like maybe she didn't like do like some straight performance, but like what I said previously is like. Yeah, like, she fell down, and she fell down pretty hard in her own opinion, and she went back to something that was comfortable, like any normal person, when they are returning to a bad relationship, because it's normal to them, they're comfortable with it. But she ultimately makes the decision to find something that's new and happy for her, that where she can find new creative freedom in. So when they're walking down the street, I kind of took it as, well... I'm going to go through this rap thing, and wherever it takes me, I'm going to keep going down that road. It could be performing, or it could be doing a mixtape, or whatever it could be.
1: Right.
0: Because even even the fact Deve, the whole time, even though she messed up, he kept coming back at her going, so we're going to finish that mixtape, we're going to finish those trash, we're going to finish the mixtape, we're going to finish... And she was basically trying to brush him off.
1: I think it was was one of those things with her where... um, in the sense of her going from a a playwright to a rapper um it was just that first opening spark that opened up in her and so that's why i was saying like a sequential piece i can see coming down the road just Mm -hmm. to kind of cover that because where it wasn't that she totally didn't become a rapper she was just kind of like in her fledgling stages of of exploring it herself where she actually you know decided I am going to do this and she chose, she chose to do it in the end. And that's what she, she gave time to and started working on. And I thought, wow, you know, the, 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 the jump to that, I was just kind of like, I had, I had to give her kudos. I had to give her kudos because most people, they get a little spark inside of them. They will just be like, nah, they'll brush it off and then they won't even give it time. And I
0: I get, I I get that too, but I I mean, I kudo her up when she basically went to those group of guys when they knew their little cipher freestyle, and she she came in there and ripped, and they all gave her props. And then when they went upstairs, after she smoked, and before no before she smoked, Mm -hmm. she then went upstairs, and then basically uh, the guy gave her some weed, and Auntie Vice looked to go oh no.
1: Yeah, I was like when she hit that, I was like, she's <laughs> fuck
2: You knew, you just knew I, like, that wasn't what she did. Like, like we saw a previous scene where she smoked a little bit at Dee's
3: house for the first time, and she fell asleep. <laughs> and <jumped out>. <laughs> that's smoking weed over forty-two. Yeah, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> so I mean, no, oh, oh, uh, oh, yeah. No, now I used to be able to do all sorts of stuff on it. Now. I just clock out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't
1: drink; drink will put me to sleep. Oh my goodness! Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but,
0: like I said, I gave it a two and a half. If sound blasphemous, hey, at me if you want to, but whatever. Okay, I nice. want y'all to go see it. long the movie. is good. Eleven point five snaps is what we gave it. Eleven point five out of twelve.
1: Thanks, guys.
0: They gave it three.
1: I really appreciate yeah. that.
0: Renee, while we're leaving itself, why don't you give our social media out and let the people know where they can Are find you. you guys?
1: So if you wanna come bother me, not bother me, but <laughs> come say hi, come say <laughs> hey, come check out the page. It's at you nominate. At you know me, nay.
0: <laughs> you better say it because it's also yeah, the it's audio. You know <laughs> me, nay.
1: You know me, nay. So, yeah, it's a, at you know me on, and on uh, Instagram. Yeah. And then you can find me, Renee, Rone Icasiano on Facebook and Rone's fan page as well. Yeah, so that's where you guys can find me. And I'm kind of coming back out of my little hermit shell. So, I don't know what's going to be down the pipelines, but I'm looking forward to it. I'm very excited.
0: All right, Auntie Vice Marvin.
3: So, you can find me at Auntie Vice on most social media. And I have a class in January. It's 30 days of kinky self discovery through Wicked Grounds. Uh, we have different ticket packages. And so, check out wickedgrounds.com for more information. You guys can find me at starvinmarvin09 at IG. You can find
0: us on IamBigZine.com as imbigzine. That's I A M B I C. D I N E. I am Charon. That's Auntie Vice. That's Marvin. That's Renee. Thank you for being here, Renee. It was great meeting you guys. And we have done another show. What movie are we going to do next time? I know what we're going to do. We're going to try to do Dead Poor Society. Check us out. Peace.